listening to The Beauty Box, a podcast for the fearfully and wonderfully made women who are ready to show up powerfully, unapologetically, and wholeheartedly in their life, business, and relationships. This is your host, B, mindset and confidence coach for passionate and purpose-driven women just like you. Tune in every Thursday for your weekly dose of truth and love. Alrighty, so we are here with Sally Catherine, who is a love coach, and today we're going to be talking about relationships and how to kind of like find your love and keep it. Is that right? I love it, yes. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about you, Sally, so our listeners can kind of get your jive. Sure. So you pretty much explained it. (laughs) So pretty much what I do is I help to empower people to find and attract true love, whatever that looks like for them in less time. So shortening the timeline and also allowing them or determining how to hold on to it forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the women that or do you help women and men? I do. Yes. I'd say primarily women, but there are still men that um, reach out to me and I do do one-on-one with men, but most of my programs, actually all of my programs are geared towards women. Okay. So the women that you help, what are they like feeling right now? What, like if they were listening and they'd be like, oh my God, she hit that on the head. Like that is me. (laughs) How would you describe them? You know what? It's different for everybody. Um, There are some common themes, but it's different. So for some people, it's a lack of self-love. Like they just don't love themselves enough. So they find themselves repeating the same patterns, like uh, finding themselves in abusive relationships or unsatisfactory relationships and kind of repeating the same patterns over time. For other women, it's just having difficulty to put themselves out there um, because they're just not sure how to do the online dating thing or how to meet new people outside of school a lot of people are coming out of long-term relationships that they've been in for years and years and years and then now they're in the modern dating world going what the heck do I do I don't know how to navigate this um and some other people it just it varies it really varies okay okay and that's we're going to talk a little more about the online dating because I saw that you had a um course for that uh like a week course that I thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. so what um what led you to this what how did you decide like I'm going to be a love coach <laughs> I know it's so strange, but I think most coaches, they started out just being a confidant to family and friends, right? Mm -hmm. They were the ones that everybody went to for advice, um, to ask for recommendations or suggestions. What do I do in this situation? I was always that person. And so I think that I just kind of fell into that role naturally, but then also just having my own struggle in my own love life kind of led me to this space because I realized I had a problem and I knew that I had to make a change. So I did all the research. I tested everything on myself. I eventually found the love of my life, my soulmate. And I kind of chronicled my journey. I wrote an ebook about online dating and I was handing it out to my friends and telling them, okay, pass this along because it's really going to help anybody who's doing the online dating thing. Not thinking about possibly making this a career, just thinking about helping people. And it wasn't until my friends uh, talked to me about two years ago in August, they came to visit me and they said, you know, you, you should really do this for a living, help people for a living. And especially when it comes to love, because you've always kind of been there for us and, and helping us through this. So it's something to consider. 
I just thought about it and I looked online and I saw other people were doing it too and thought, hmm, maybe this could be a good venue or good avenue for me to take. And so I just took the leap and started. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so what would you say were like the three biggest blocks to jumping on this journey? I think a lot of women, like they have this thing that they love to do, but mm-hmm. there's always something that keeps us from that. And sometimes that is love. Like we want to put ourselves out there and we, we stop ourselves. Um, what were the blocks that, that came up for you? Oh, I love this. This is when it gets juicy. Eh? <laughs> I think fear, fear of being, fear of being visible, right? Cause there's something about putting yourself out there that can be really, really scary. You know, will they like me? Will they like what I have to say? It's, it's daunting, right? <laughs> it feels overwhelming. Um, I think another one was the tech fear you know, not sure of what I should be buying, what I should, do I need a website? Do I pay somebody to do the website? How do I do webinars? How do I promote myself? The questions around the tech side of the business. And the third one, probably just starting, the fear of just starting and getting over myself in a sense, and just putting myself out there and talking to people to see if what I could actually do works for others. Because I think that's the the one biggest fear that we have before we're even starting is the fear of, can I really be a good coach? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you don't know unless you put yourself out there and do it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why whenever people are interested in starting a company or starting a coaching business, my biggest piece of, of advice is always just start, just do it and actually offer free sessions and see if it's for you. See if you're actually making a difference in people's lives and impacting people in a positive way. And if you do move forward, then continue on. Come up with your own systems and your own processes and and move forward. I love that you said that. You said just start and then come up with your own stuff. I think it's really easy to get lost in this like online world of seeing everybody else do stuff. And it's like, okay, I need to do it this way because this is like the 12-step process. And it's like, no, you need to find what works for you Mm. and go from there. Um, Totally. And you don't do that unless you start. I kind of learned that the hard way. Like I had this false reality of like, I'm going to like create a perfect landing page. It wasn't until I put the landing page out that I realized, um, okay, I need to tweak this. this. (laughs) So it's like, if you don't start, you're never going to know. It's so true. And girl, you're preaching to the choir because I felt the same way too. I was just kind of throwing things out there, seeing what worked for me. But like you said, it's just, it's figuring out you know, just trying different things and figuring out what makes sense for you, what resonates with you, what's aligned with you. And you're going to find your flow eventually, right? And it's always awkward in the beginning. It's always kind of scary in the beginning. But once you get actually rolling, things start to flow and you start figuring out what works for you and what works for your clients and what works for prospects too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what do you think? uh, So let's talk about dating. Um, (laughs) what do you think is the main thing that keeps women from finding their love and let's start with finding their love. (laughs) Okay. So it depends. It depends what you mean by finding, like going out there and searching or just in general, in general, what the biggest issue. I think in general, like just meeting the person that they're supposed to be. I think, right. Okay. So I think the biggest the biggest block for most women would be the lack of self-love. That tends to be the biggest one. And it's the root of everything, right? And I always talk about self-love as being the root of authenticity. 
And I feel like this, you know what, this works with business too. It works with life, career, it doesn't matter. It works with everything. If you don't love yourself, you can't actually confidently be yourself and be open and vulnerable with people and people cannot connect with you. So if you're putting yourself out there in a forced way that it's not natural, then you're going to attract the wrong people into your life. They're not going to really know you and love you who you actually are as a person. And you might end up attracting the wrong people, which does often happen. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the biggest, the biggest root anyways, <laughs> of issues. Okay. So self-love. And mm -hmm. then what do you think is the biggest block for actually meeting the people, like actually meeting the people to be authentic with? I think for women, the biggest one is the fear of approaching because we've been taught, society has kind of taught us that the, the guy is the pursuer, the guy is the chaser. And so what women do is they sit back in their dating life instead of actually doing the work. And so my advice to people who are starting out in the dating world is approach, do the work, put yourself out there. You can't sit at home in your living room and expect to meet a bunch of eligible bachelors. It just doesn't happen unless you have a lineup in your living room, which in that case, I'd like to invite all of my clients <laughs> to be more place. It just doesn't work that way, right? That's not reality. So you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and approaching men, whether it's online or in person. Definitely, definitely. So what about for the women who are being approached, who are showing up confidently, authentically, and they're being approached by all these guys that they don't like? I'm laughing because <laughs> <laughs> like they're being approached by all these guys who really aren't the qualified, you know, and it's not that they're not qualified, but they just don't connect with them on that way. What yeah. do you say to that? Like, how do you start meeting I guess, I don't know if it's like meeting different people or. That's a really good question. That question comes up quite a bit, actually. It goes back to my first point of you have to be the one to approach. You have to be the one to put yourself out there because nine times out of 10, the people who are going to approach you and contact you are not a good fit for you. And I would argue sometimes it's not necessarily the ones who are the active pursuers because let's be real. Most of the guys who are confidently you know, going after and chasing women, they're probably not <laughs> suitable for long-term relationships. I'm now I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm speculating here and I'm stereotyping a little bit, but you get what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about you being confident and knowing what it is that you want to have in your life and going to search for that. So as a, mag as a, a, a magnetic person, as a charismatic person, you are going to attract tons of different types of people. And oftentimes you will track the bad, right? But who you allow into your life is what makes the difference. So as long as you know who you want and you actually pursue that and find ways to find that, then that's your best route, basically. That's what you should be doing. Forget about the rest. Forget about the ones who are contacting you left, right, and center. Just ignore them and move forward towards what you're looking for. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about online dating okay. and the whole, like, there's feelings around it, right? Like, I personally, I'm going to be completely honest. I have my bias. I have my biases. And like, if somebody approaches me online, I'm just like, I don't really know you. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. So what do you think about online dating? What are your tips? And, and do you think maybe that's where our, we're leading towards in our world? I think online dating just makes it a hell of a lot easier for people to connect. 
Because okay. let's be real, we're always on our phones, we're always on our on the internet, we're always um, at home. We're not really social creatures as much as we used to be, right? Mm-hmm. It's more social media. So not being afraid to put yourself on online dating is the first step because there are a lot of really high quality people out there who are looking and interested in, in a long-term relationship. So it's just about having the confidence to put yourself out there and to try it because there are really good people. There's no reason why you shouldn't be giving it a shot. And there's a pool of people, available people. It makes it even faster for you to find somebody who would be a good fit for you. Whereas if you're dating in person, you have to go to events. The timeline is a lot longer to meet the same amount of people, right? Mm-hmm. And since num- since dating is a real numbers game, it just, it just increases your odds. Because if you're meeting 50 people in a year versus five people in a year, what are the odds that you're going to meet your soulmate out of a pool of 50 versus a pool of five? So it just makes sense in my head, but it's just finding the confidence and, and finding the courage to do it because I know it's not always comfortable for people, but there are really amazing high quality people out there who are doing the online dating thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Does it make you feel a little better or still nervous? <laughs> I'm still kind of nervous because when I think of online dating, I think of apps and this is probably like my own, you know, Uh, ignorance and, and, and closed mindedness to it. But I think of like Tinder and I'm mm. just like, um, nah, I'm not really sure about that. And I don't, I don't really, um, I don't know. It it makes me nervous because you don't know who's on the other side of that screen. Like, you don't know what is happening. So it's just a little nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good point because because you're unsure of how to use it properly, that's why people get overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, if you knew how to use it properly, you'd be able to validate and confirm who they are before meeting in person. So that when you meet the person, you know exactly who they are and that you're not putting yourself up or setting yourself up for a disaster <laughs> or being, you know, or, or meeting somebody who's less than, than ideal for you. If you have all these things in place and you know what you're doing, you're more likely to be successful at it. So it's about doing the research, figuring out what works. And not to mention, there are really amazing people on online dating apps. I met my soulmate on Tinder. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that there, there are really good quality people out there. Yes, the apps are known to be hookup or sex related, but everybody's different, right? And if you're on there and you're high quality, you can be sure that there's others like you. So it's just about knowing um, how to filter those people, knowing how to reach out to them, how to communicate with them, and finding the right people for you and then moving things forward in a way that you can stay safe and, and make sure that you're safe because again, you don't know this person, right? They're a stranger. There's nobody like a friend or a family member vouching for this person. They're a complete stranger to you. So if you just put some safety measures in place, you're, you're good to go. And it's, again, it's a really good opportunity to meet a lot of people in a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. So let's go from finding to keeping. So you found, let's just say hypothetically speaking, you've found the person and you, this person meets all of your requirements and you're excited and how do you keep that relationship and make it a long-term thing? First of all, I say communication is key. (laughs) Communication is literally everything, everything, right? And I think a lot of times we lose sight of um, the dynamics of a relationship when it comes to romance, we don't see it in a way that's like our platonic relationships. But it's very much like a platonic relationship. It's you, tr- you talk to your friends, you communicate your needs, you tell them 
um, everything about you. You're open, you're vulnerable with them. I think we lose that sometimes in our rom romantic relationships because we don't see them in the same way. So yes, it's about sex. Yes, it's, it's not a platonic thing, but the communication and the, the foundation of the relationship is still the same ultimately. So I would say communication is like the biggest thing to keep in mind when it comes to relationships. And just making sure that the lines of communication are open and that you're able to be open with each other on everything. Okay, okay, I, I can completely agree with that. I think that sometimes it's easy to expect more from our partners than we yes. would from our friends. And, and then they're like, wait a minute, like I didn't get into this to be your, you know, like, I, I want to be your, your partner, not your, I'm not going to say the word, but like, you know, like <laughs> not, not your like little gopher that does everything you want them to do. And I've been, a, I've been, you know, I can step up to it and say that when I was younger, I did things wrong in my relationships and I probably messed up some really good things with some great guys, uh, but everything happens for a reason. And I yes. learned from it, mm -hmm. but I think that. It, what you just said, like treating everybody like your friends and, and your partner is like your best friend. So you should treat them even more as a friend than you would treat like your girlfriends and stuff. So, um, definitely That's exactly it. Yeah. I think it's a lesson that we all learn though. Right. I think we all learn that over time, <laughs> you know, and, and it's from the mistakes that we make that we learn the lessons, the most lessons. Mm -hmm. That's my aim is to try to help people to avoid the mistakes that I made <laughs> so that they don't have to repeat them. So that's my, that's my whole basis of everything I do is just educating people. So that's why everything that I do, all the value every day, I'm putting stuff out there, just content, helping people, because that's how you learn, right? You learn from mistakes or you learn from, from knowledge, from seeking knowledge, from other people's mistakes. So I'd rather you learn from mine <laughs> from your own. Definitely, definitely. So I'm going to ask three questions that I know are like pressing questions. I, I hear them from my girlfriends all the time when we talk about relationships and love and <laughs> so why do people cheat in general? Like, I'm not going to say men or women. Like, why do people in general cheat? That is a really good question. And it's one that I still struggle with. Even as a love coach, I really struggle with this. I think definitely when somebody cheats, it means it's a signal. It's a symptom of a greater issue, right? Is the issue about the relationship or is the issue about the person who is doing the cheating? I don't know, and it could be a combination of those two things, but I feel like there has to be a level of insecurity or lack of self-control on the cheater's part. So one of those two things, maybe both, <laughs> probably both. <laughs> and I think there has to be a breakdown of the relationship that they're in. Either it's not a good fit or there's something lacking in the relationship, but it doesn't necessarily mean, it doesn't mean that the person, the other person did anything wrong or, or wasn't um, giving them enough sex. We hear that a lot. I don't believe that. I, I, as a love coach, I don't believe that. And I think people are, are um, how do you say? I think there are some people who are just more inclined to cheat than others. And I think it probably stems from the fact that there's an insecurity there or the lack of self-control there. But I definitely don't think it's just the other person's fault. I don't think it's that simple of saying, well, you didn't get enough sex at home. <laughs> I think that's just a complete... Uh, rubbish point in my opinion definitely yeah. definitely I think what you said there's a problem either 
either in the relationship, either with the person or within that person. And sometimes a lot of it is within the own person that is doing the cheating that um, there's just a struggle there of like who they want to be and who they're trying to be. And it's just a lot of different stuff. So yeah, for sure. Good and people, people always want to feel attractive to the other sex, right? Mm-hmm. And people toy with that a little too much, and then they get themselves in a situation. I mean, we've had, I've had conversations with, um, with my boyfriend about this. We've talked about this. We would just never put ourselves in a situation to cheat to begin with, out of respect for ourselves, for the other person, for the relationship. You have to be so careful, right? Because I think a lot of people, they like the attention. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good about yourself. It boosts your confidence a little bit. But anytime you're looking to the external for validation or for confirmation, you know you have a real issue, right? Again, it comes back to the root of self-love. You have to be fully and completely knowing your worth and owning it and knowing your value in order to be happy. And that goes for anything in life. Yes, definitely. I love that you said that you and your boyfriend talked about it. Um, Something for me when I date and when I go on dates, I don't ask like the normal, like, so what's your favorite color? And I'm asking like real questions. Like, like, so what do you do if, you know, you have a female friend and you get in a relationship? Does that female friend like meet your relationship partner? Like I ask like hypothetical questions that I think are super important. And some of the guys, they just, they're in awe. Cause they're like, where do you get all these? Like, do you have like a bank where you pull these questions from? And I'm like, I don't have a bank, but there's just real <laughs> questions that I think are important. And I think something that my godfather told me when I was super young, and I don't know if he knows that it stuck with me, is like the problem with some relationships is that you don't ask the right questions. Yes. And, you know, there's some people that I've dated that until today, I really don't know their favorite color because I don't know if that matters as much going into the relationship as it does like, do you want to have kids one day? Preach. I do. Preach, <laughs> preach girl, preach. it's just these different stuff but we'll go to the next topic (laughs) but that's so true that's so true such a great point and I've had client calls where they've said you know I'm two three years in and now he tells me we don't want kids he doesn't want kids Mm. and now we're close to marriage and or we were married and he told me I didn't want kids when we were married Mm. the fact that you get to that point without asking the hard questions again it goes back to communication communication and be willing to share what you want and desire. Mm-hmm. Nobody can step up and offer you what you want unless you tell them what it is exactly that you want. Definitely. Definitely. And part of that goes to, for the female, at least I can, I can speak on like that whole self-love concept. It's like, when we go into it, we have this like little box. that's like, let me, let me not be too much and let me be, you know, let me just keep quiet so I can keep this person. And mm-hmm. then, be like, okay, this is everything I want a year in. And, and that's not how it works. Like I'm really straightforward from the very beginning. It's good. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just the way it needs to be. So. Yes. That's perfect. That's exactly how you should be. So good. Good on you. Kudos. <laughs> so let's talk about the friend zone. Okay. Uh, why do people get friend zone and how would you recommend getting out of the friend zone? Don't get in to begin with. <laughs> this all day um (laughs) point number one is again it goes back to freaking communication talk about what it is you want 
So state your intentions from the beginning. If your intention is to date this person, don't pretend to be a friend. Don't act like a friend. Please, bitch, please. <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do it, right? Now, it changes, obviously, the, the context and the, it changes based on the situation. So say you were friends to begin with and then you developed feelings over time. Again, talk about it. Tell them how you feel. Here's the thing. Unless you tell them how you feel, you will never know. You will never know mm-hmm. if it will ever be reciprocated. I would rather be honest and straightforward as soon as I have those feelings than to squash them and live with them for years and waste years of emotions on somebody that might never be. Mm-hmm. So make the decision. Make the decision. <laughs> and just take the leap. Take the leap, for goodness sakes. Because if they're saying no, it's not going to work. That just means your happiness lies elsewhere. That's not even rejection. It just means your happiness lies elsewhere. Go find that elsewhere. Go find that person that is meant to be with you. Definitely. I love that. How, does, how do you get out of the friendship? Don't get into it. Like, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> the perfect, like, just don't do it. Prevention is the best. <laughs> totally it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, last topic we're going to talk about here. Um, when do you stop? Like, when do you stop? You said, you know, we live in a generation where now you cannot wait for the man to pursue you because, you know, women are just bolder. And I feel like women now go, they go after things they want. And I think that's great. When do you feel like is a good time to say, okay, this isn't the person for me. Let me back up. Um, and sometimes it's crazy. Cause I feel like sometimes guys play hard to get like now the roles have switched and guys play hard to get. And for me, it's super hard to first it's super hard to go after the guy because I am approached by so many different guys, but the guy that I really want, I kind of have to like pursue him. And it's like, it's frustrating to me. So then when I get that, like play hard to get, I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. So when would be the time for the females to know, okay, this isn't my role. Like I need to back up and, and not do this. That's a good question. So let me just take a step back and say that I always talk about relationships as being kind of like a tennis match. Mm -hmm. So you hit the ball and it goes into the other person's court and then they hit the ball back into your court, right? It's like reciprocity. It goes back and forth. There's a flow to it. When the flow stops, that's when you fucking stop. (laughs) Excuse my language. That's when you stop. You stop. So the minute somebody stops investing in you, you stop investing in them. It's that simple. And I think as women, we need to learn to let go a lot faster than we normally do. We hold on, we hold on, we hold on, we hold on at our own expense. So do not continue to invest in somebody who has made it very clear that they're not invested in you. Let me tell you something. A guy who is interested in you and who is all in with you, they're going to go out of their way for you. They will. They're going to be all in. And they're going to demonstrate that through actions, through words, through everything, everything through the way they talk to you, through, you know, the the activities you used to do together, to them introducing you to their, to their friends and family. So many things indicate that they're all in with you. If they're not all in, forget about it. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. time to walk. It's time to walk. Definitely. I love that. The tennis match and and you can tell like if people are investing their time Mm -hmm. and whenever they stop investing, that's a good time to stop investing. So, um, And I think that when, for my lady female friends that are listening, and I know some people have, you know, spoken to me, like when, um, when it's like that whole tag game of like, oh, well you stopped texting me. So I stopped texting you. Like those are games that you just, 
it, then the question becomes like, well, do you really want to work? Do you really want to be with that person? Like, do you really want to be with a person for the rest of your life where you continuously have to go at it and prove to them that you're there and they can't just be grown and say like, okay, I stopped texting you. So we both played a part in this disconnection. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks that it, it's kind of like high school antics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you when you're actually in a real relationship or you meet somebody who is really invested in you, you'll see that shift. It doesn't happen that way at all. It happens so naturally. It's so organic. The conversations, the texting back and forth, it's so organic. It feels right. There's no feeling of like, oh, should I text him? Because again, it goes back to self-love. Do what you feel is right. Do what you would normally do. Would you reach out to your buddy and be like, oh my God, you should check this out and send them a picture randomly? Like, of course you're going to do that. Do that to him. Just open up the doors of just being yourself. Just be yourself. And the right person will connect with that. If they don't, if they start playing games like that, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Bye-bye now. (laughs) Bye-bye now. (laughs) There's the door. There's the door. Oh my God. This has been so fun, Sally. Like I have enjoyed this. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you, you know, like how you can, how they can work with you. Um, yeah. Give them all that good info. All that good stuff. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. So they can find me at sallycatherine.com. I don't know if you have a place where you can link that because I am. Okay, perfect. So it's, a little, it's spelled a little bit weirdly, but if you look at sallycatherine.com, you can find all my social media there. I'm on Facebook. I have my own page. I even have a singles group. And there's so many different ways you can work with me. The main way would be one-on-one. Um, so you can book me for half hour or an hour call if you have one specific love block or situation you want to work on. Or you can have me for one month or three month contracts if there's something bigger that you need to work on, like stopping the repeating of the patterns, <laughs> growing the self-love and confidence, coming up with a plan, setting your standard, standards and boundaries, all of that good stuff. If there's a lot of stuff you want to work on, that's when I would recommend doing the contract work, the one-on-one. Um, and then I also have programs, like you said, the online dating program I have, I have a signature program as well. So there's a variety of ways. So I always tell people, if you're not sure what you need, then reach out to me and we can just hop on a 30 minute call and get clear on that and see if we're a good fit to work together. Definitely. Awesome. So ladies that are listening, the link is going to be in the bio underneath the episode and it'll also be on our Facebook page and it'll be, um, in the bio description page on the iTunes page um so as a goodbye to our listeners (laughs) a takeaway the biggest takeaway from all this what would you say to them like something for them to take with them forever and ever (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be like this girl is a broken record i would say just love yourself just love yourself everything good starts from that point you know just be yourself when you can love yourself you can be yourself you can show up in life authentically and people will resonate with that you will be more attracted attractive to people you will call the right people into your lives it's just the way to be it changes everything yes yes the love i always I, I usually i've seen this on facebook but i always say um the love you're trying to give everybody else and you're trying to find an outside sources is like right inside so i love it that is. it's so, so true sally said it love yourself and everything will flow from there. This is V, your space maker, and we're gonna go ahead and sign out. I'm sending you lots of love and light, and I'll see you on the next show.